0: Hey everybody, this is Adam and welcome back to the Garage Gym Experiment Podcast. We're here to go over the insights we discovered from last week's surveys and to dig into some other hot topics. Jake is here too, and once again, we're joined by a special guest. This week, we have Jake Bolley. He is a strength and conditioning coach. He holds a bachelor's in exercise science, a master's in sports science. He was the first employee at Barben and helped build out their content catalog for a number of years. These days, he's building That Fit Friend, which is focused on reviewing workout shoes and apparel. Jake, nice to meet you. Thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, Before I get going, is there anything else that people should know?
1: Not that I'm aware of, other than you did ask me like two seconds ago how to pronounce my last name. You said Bali, it's Damn. It's all good, man. I (laughs) did it. I was
0: gonna do it for sure. (laughs) All right,
1: Jake Bully's on with us tonight,
0: guys. Uh, We're excited to have (laughs) you, Jake. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna go ahead and just say you are probably the fittest person ever appear on the garage gym experiment podcast so you now hold that title
1: yeah i don't do that because then if people go look at my shit they're gonna be like dude this guy's not that fit and then it's gonna be so awkward (laughs) with with the back
0: flips Uh, yeah dude fit guy guys we have a number of items we're gonna get through first we're gonna talk about the scout hyper it is the (laughs) best reverse hyper for home gyms maybe Uh, Then we're gonna move on to survey results. A number of questions of this week revolve around shoes, racks, barbells, and a couple of Rogue's most popular products. All right, Jake, can you start us off by telling us your thoughts on the Scout Hyper?
2: Yeah, I sure can. And let me actually uh, start off by telling you the level of interest from uh, the community, because we did ask a survey question about the Scout Hyper. So the level of interest, you, you could either choose high Medium, low, or I don't know what that is. 13% voted high, so not a ton. 25% voted medium, 39% voted low, and then 24% don't know what it is. I'll start off by saying I'm not like in the details with too many uh, mechanics of the gym typically just look at like what what do i like to use and what's best for home gym owners i'm not someone that's gonna say oh yeah it works your lower back to better than anything else in the entire world but i do want to say that the reverse hyper movement has without question saved my back i have been injured several times just using it has quickly reversed some of that pain and it happened just a couple weeks ago i was sick i slept for a crazy amount of time and got hurt like I I just like I couldn't hardly move that was almost the worst part of being sick I don't I don't know why my back was hurting so bad but I first couple days I worked out got the scout hyper out and uh felt pretty relieved so I don't know Jake other jake i'd i'd be curious as somebody with a background like yours if you're a believer in the reverse hyper or not
1: i think it has some use is it my go-to not necessarily however i do think it has some use the problem with the reverse hyper that i have is that it relies so much on momentum and gravity and so when it comes to like what i like to do which is like more so directed towards um, skill-focused strength like the deadlift or hypertrophy of the back. It doesn't really tick any of those boxes. However, when it comes to the context like what you explained, it makes total sense as to why it probably helped you out, man. Because if you weren't moving a ton over the last week when you were sick and then you got into there and you started getting some like meaningful hip extension and just moving and loosening up, then it would make sense as to why it helped. Um, but I do think it has use. It just doesn't fall into the realms of like where I play the most with my training. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Hyper extensions are, they, they have that um, that stigma of being that big, clunky uh, tabletop where you rest your, your phone and your drinks, right? Um, they're super helpful, and but you're not going to use them all the time. The Scout Hyper for a garage gym, for a basement gym is awesome. Lean it up against the wall. Bring it out when you're ready to use it. Yes, you get some rock in there uh, when you get the heavier weight and the momentum, but for what it is and the price tag for under $400, the Scout Hyper is legit.
2: I'll just add to that. I'll just say for, for most people who aren't looking to max out their Reverse Hyper, the Scout Hyper is probably the best option for most people with a home gym. Like Adam mentioned, it's for most people, it's probably not worth it considering the amount of space they have if they have to use a traditional Reverse Hyper. So the Scout Hyper is usually the choice for a lot of people who who want the option but don't want it to take up the precious space, I'll just add quickly that it really just takes a minute or two to set it up and fold it back. It takes up just about a foot of wall space, maybe a little more, and then for under four hundred dollars before shipping, it's not too bad. So for the home gym population, yeah,
0: and if you really want uh, it right big now, fans of right now, uh, you can't get one. So, currently backordered, so you need to get on the Notify uh, list on Rogue um, and wait for it. So, I would like one currently, and I had to sign up for the, the backorder list recently.
1: Jake, have you ever tried this? I haven't, Maverout? and you know what's funny? I actually just Googled it to look at it. I lo- Dude, I love that you can fold it up. That's sick. Especially for, like, the utility of it. Yeah. That's freaking dope. It's cool that they made a version that you could fold up and store away easily. Well, only 13% have uh, a <laughs> high interest, so... This, we'll see how these, we'll see how these how that guys changes. have closed the tobacco order. This thirteen percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, it's funny uh, yeah. when that thing first came out because it's 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 recent. Yeah. I was guessing prices in my head with a buddy of mine, and we were we were doubling the price of of what we thought it was going to be, and it came out you know four hundred or right now I think it's like three sixty five before shipping, and with that price
2: point, it's awesome. It's also not made in America though, so that's that's part of it. All right, let's, let's move on to some more survey questions. So to start us off, where are your primary shoes from? So the possible answers here were the big three that you would think of Nike, Reebok, Adidas, and then other. Um, so what do you guys think out of those four had the most percentage that was voted for? I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Nike.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd go Nike as well.
2: Yeah. So. We did this survey last year as well. And I was surprised that Nike didn't blow this out of the water. Nike received 33% of the votes, Reebok 19, Adidas nine. So Nike had more than Adidas and Reebok combined, but other made up 39% of the
1: votes. That's awesome. So I love that. Jay, Jay give us an other shoe. Yeah, so it, you know what's funny? like i'm going through my head because the my top three models right now are not nike adidas or Reebok, and it's cool because you're seeing so many new companies and small companies come up and they're finally getting the traction that they deserve because i think for so long we've defaulted to these big three and like very rarely are they really innovating and creating really great products that last a lot of times like folks that i talk to at least with my review content it's like oh yeah i bought the nike, latest metcon and it broke down in like five fucking months and it's like shit it's 130 (laughs) like that sucks um so my my favorite shoes right now i'm rocking the strike movement haze trainer a lot in my training i am rocking the new rad one that's a pretty solid model from rad global they're brand new on the cross training shoe scene i'm trying to think of who else i keep in rotation because i'm like (laughs) it's it's hard because i'm rotating between so many shoes like those have been my like go-to like for anybody who's like give me your favorite like all-around style shoe those are my two right now
2: yeah. It's probably similar to when people say, what barbell are you using right now? I'm like, well, I'm just, it's whatever I'm testing out at the moment. But I mean, to, to give you perspective of, of what people said, it was everything from zero shoes, Vans, Vivo barefoot, you know, so there's, there's quite a bit. Notorious list,
1: Noble, Under
2: Armour. Interesting.
1: So. Barefoot shoes are picking up yeah. steam. I swear, it's like, and I guarantee it's because like all the zealots are like, you need to wear barefoot shoes because it's primal and your toes are fucked. And it's like, all right, we yeah. should recognize some context here. But I could dive into that later on. But that's really cool that more people are training in barefoot shoes because of the. What I would guess is the utility that they see with them.
0: In the in the home gym as well, um, you don't yeah. need to wear shoes. So I definitely have like a, a large rotation of shoes. I mean, I'm I'm staring at like seven pairs right behind me that I use all of them. <laughs> here we here They're on video right there they are sitting underneath yeah. but when I'm doing my yeah. compound lifts, I, I like to train barefoot because it, it feels good but then when I'm when I'm doing other things I, I throw a
2: pair of shoes on That's actually a good lead into our next question which is how many shoes are currently in your workout rotation so either one or zero for those that are barefoot all the time two three or four or more? Um, and I'll be surprised. Only 11% said four or more. 21% said three. 42% say two, and then 26% are one or zero. Jake, what about you? How
1: many are you? So, in your rotation? if you if you weren't doing content, what do if you I think? wasn't doing content? I would probably because I like to train barefoot too, but I also like weightlifting shoes for my squats. Um, but I also use cross-training shoes for my cross-training. So I would say probably like three to four pairs. I'd probably have a pair of barefoot shoes, a cross-trainer that's a bit more focused for hit that has a little bit more uh, forgiving nature throughout the midsole than a cross-trainer that I could lift heavy in and also do different movements in, and then probably a pair of weightlifting shoes. So probably four. I'm probably b- a little bit more bougie than most people. <laughs> What's it like? Lifting barefoot at a commercial gym. You know, like, I'm the dude at my gym who, like, walks in in his Crocs and, like, kicks him off and he's, like, strutting around barefoot. So I'm sure some people are like, God, this fucking guy. But it's it's honestly, like, it depends on the context of your gym because I think if you're respectful and, like, you're in a squat wreck or you're on a deadlift platform um, and you, like, kick off your shoes and, like, put them back on afterwards, you're fine. Like, my gym also, for context, is a private gym to where it's, like, it's open to folks who are signed up all the time, but it's never, like, more crowded than, like, eight people at a time. Um, and that the whole floor is like rubber and like turf. So it's not super, super gross. Uh, but I think if you're, as long as you're respectful, most gyms won't mess with you. However, um, I have been told many a times to put on my shoes, which I totally respect and understand, and that's why I do keep a pair of barefoot shoes in my bag, just in case if I'm out on the road or traveling with my girlfriend and people do give me crap about it because I, I totally understand. Like some people have some nasty ass feet arguably my feet are less dirty than the floor than my outsole but i mean we could we could dive into that later yeah that's a good point i'm pretty inconsistent with training barefoot but i'll
2: do it every once in a while but in the winter even though i have a garage that can be heated pretty well the ground stays really cold so i'm like the stall mats are really cold so i i never really do it once it's like after september okay well speaking of barefoot that's I mean, this is really leading into our next questions pretty well. So, how often do you train barefoot? We actually asked two questions around this subject. Do you train barefoot at least once a week? And then, do you usually train without shoes most days of the week? So, about 33% are training at least once a week. And then, 21% are doing it more uh, naturally or on, you on think a regular the difference basis.
0: there's like the deadlift so. only guys. Because like that's become a popular thing, like just deadlift or pulling barefoot. I mean, there's only like a 13% drop off between one time and, and multiple times, but just curious.
2: Yeah, it seems more like a powerlifting thing too, and we have quite a bit of powerlifting. When I picture powerlifting, so... I
0: picture the um, the high top bands or you know a flat hard shoe. I don't, I don't picture a lot of barefoot. I know they do have like the um, the socks, like the the grippy socks, so they can pull barefoot, but I I don't know. I'm not a power lifter. So
2: I was going to say, I don't know if training with socks. Oh yeah. Training barefoot. Would you say? I would,
1: I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. The topic, the the topic of barefoot training is super interesting to me because our footwear changes so much of our mechanics, especially in different movements. And so like, for like example, like do I train barefoot for my squats? No, because I'm a lanky ass dude. And truthfully, like I don't have the ankle mobility to actually hit depth. well and efficiently without having some form of heel elevation. However, for RDLs, deadlifts, basically anything where I'm pulling, I will generally go barefoot or wear a barefoot shoe. Um, and that's because like, if we talk about like the specificity of each movement, your shoes can really feed into that. So it is really interesting to see how many folks are utilizing more barefoot style training. And it honestly is so good too, that they are. Um, but there's so many layers of context there. Like if you really would, like want to go unpack it, that it's cool seeing, um, I think more people explore different styles of shoe for their training sessions.
2: I wish we would have asked this last year, um, to see how, it, how that changed uh, this time around, but we will definitely make sure to ask this again, either later in the year or early next year, just to see how that changes. But like we did a number of shoe questions last year. And there were so many people that said, no, I'm just barefoot. Like they're like, you know, there's no response for just barefoot. There was enough people that was like, Oh, there's quite a bit of people barefoot lifting out there. So interesting stuff. All right. Let's, let's move on to, do you own weightlifting shoes? What percent do you think own weightlifting shoes? Emgen.
0: A small percentage of power lifters. Let me go 34. <laughs> All the weightlifters, probably about. Three quarters of the CrossFitters, <laughs> yeah. Let let's go. I like thirty-four. I'll make it interesting, and I'll say forty, <laughs> but it's same ballpark, about a third.
2: No, you guys are way off. Oh, good you for you guys. Fifty-six percent. You know, you know what I like about weightlifting shoes is, I've had the same pair oh, yeah. for like six years. They just last forever.
1: That's that's my thing too. And it's like whenever I do those reviews, whenever I do weightlifting shoe reviews and talk weightlifting shoes, people are like, oh, I don't want to spend 200. I'm like, if you just take good care of them, they'll last you for a long ass time. And like, obviously there's some odd cases where the shoes do break down here and there. But yeah, I love that point, Jacob, because like if you just wear them for your lifting sessions and you don't like just beat them to shit or wear them when you're not supposed to, they should last yeah. you multiple years so your investment does go the distance in most cases.
2: Yeah, I really want to I really want to really buy a new pair of shoes just to like branch out. It's like it's definitely not something I need. Jake, I have to
0: ask what's your uh, what's your go-to? What's your favorite pair of weightlifting shoes?
1: Right now, my favorite is the Legacy Lifter 2. Who makes those? You know what? I just I also just realized that both being called Jake is pretty pretty confusing sometimes. <laughs>
2: I'm asking a shoe question, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I started answering that. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny, though, is I've had one pair of le- uh, lifters, and it's Legacy Lifters. I don't know which model they are, that's that's how. Probably
1: the first, if you got them a couple of years ago. They're the ones with the two straps, yeah?
2: Yeah, they've got yeah, two straps.
1: Yeah, Legacy lifter. that's the OG one.
2: I remember when I, I bought them, too, it was like a Reebok sale, and they were like 50 bucks. The best. Reebok used to have some crazy sales. I don't know if they still do. I'm just not on that email list anymore. But Okay, this is also a pretty interesting one probably for Jake. Uh, do you typically read reviews before buying workout shoes and apparel? So 59% say they are buying workout shoes or say they're reading reviews on workout shoes before buying. And then I was pretty surprised about this one. Forty-one percent said they would read reviews before buying apparel. I was pretty surprised. Both, to me. What both those think?
0: numbers, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Both those interested me.
1: Um, I was going to say, I think it makes sense because with how invested folks are into their training, and I feel like even with their gear, like we all have that like some cost fallacy, where it's like we don't want to feel like we're wasting our time, our money, etc. With how much we get invested into this hobby. And with how many different companies are trying to like funnel shit into our like mouths every fucking day. I think it's actually really nice that folks are exploring different models because I think that also helps speak to the fact that people are learning of these smaller companies and possibly trying out new shoes. Um, that they may have never been exposed to if they were just like oh yeah i'm a nike person i'm just going nike you know i think it's really cool and i think it speaks to like to what you guys do where people are interested in this stuff so much to the point that they want to make sure they're not getting ripped off they want to make sure they're meeting the context of their needs um so actually those numbers don't really surprise me and it's in like you would think with lower ticket items like that compared to like garage gym stuff they would be a little bit lower but i don't know i just with how many companies there are and how invested we all get into this hobby, it makes total sense that we want to make sure we're not getting burned on what we're putting on our feet, what we're wearing, how it's going to hold up for our training and everything else because I hate wasting money, and I know pretty much most people hate wasting money too.
2: Yeah, it it is interesting. Just to put it in perspective, we asked this question about uh, home gym equipment last week, and it was 63%. So, like, people answering questions from a home gym account it's pretty much the same as workout shoes so you know that i mean that's pretty impressive and i when i think about it whenever i read uh reviews on workout shoes it's when i'm branching out like just a little bit i'm not a runner but i always have a pair of running shoes and if i see something i like i'm also i'm always at least doing a double check on What, what are the reviews out here and more than just the consumer reviews too. I am looking at like, what's the best running shoes for somebody over 200 pounds, you know, I'm staring at,
0: you know, like $300 of shoes in in like my two or three, uh, running shoes that I just, I force myself to wear because I spent the money on them, but they don't feel good on my feet. So if I would have done better research, I wouldn't have been like, you know, one of them's a pair of Hocus because, you know, if you're running, you got to wear Hocus, right? I slap a pair of Hocus on my feet and I don't like the way they feel. So, you know, I, it's stuff like that where like, yeah, uh, next time I go to buy a pair of shoes, I'm going to do my research and find something that fits the, my style and my size a little bit better.
2: Yeah, let's move on to the next question. We're going into home gym equipment type stuff now. So where are you most likely to buy a power rack from? So either Rogue rep titan or other Uh, as expected rogue was the winner with 48 percent of the votes rep had 24 titan 11 and then 16.5 percent said other Um, this is something we asked as well about six months ago so it did change slightly so I'll just go over the percent change, uh, which kind of aligns with what we're seeing in other surveys around gym equipment and companies this year. So Rogue was down 10 percent. They were still number one, but down 10 percent. Rep was up 31 percent. Titan down 4 percent. So, for example, that went from about 12 percent to 11 percent. And then other stayed exactly the same at, uh, percent. So seeing a little bit of rep eating into rogues, but rogue is still kind of the,
0: yeah, we've been saying that just with so. everything, all the other questions we've been, been asking, you know, when you first read the, uh, the numbers, I was thinking like, wow, that's a kind of a low number for rep. And then you just shared that it's a, what, 30% jump from last time. So. Uh, that, that makes more sense.
2: Yeah, so it it went from about eighteen percent to twenty four ish percent. So oh, <laughs> cracking one open. All right, it's
0: like right in the mic. It's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Jake, we talk about this a lot. Like going to commercial gyms. Like, do you really um, pay attention to like the racks you're jumping on, or is it just like, oh, that's that's the rack I'm jumping I, into it.
1: I I do. You know why? Because I've been burned before in the context of. I was at a commercial gym like five years ago and i was like prepping for a meet and i was going to rack the bar and this rack had like really tiny j hooks and i totally like it totally slipped it bounced out when i went to rack never again it was such a scene and people were staring at me i was so embarrassed i want to poop my pants so now like now i'm very conscious of like okay like if i'm especially if i'm prepping for a meet Um, and I'm like super focused and I'm getting a little bit heavier with my squats. I do pay attention to what I'm using, but then also like I'm a strength coach and I compete in powerlifting. So it does make sense that I'm a little bit more in tune to it, but, um, to answer your question in short
0: yes that's awesome a lot of uh, a lot of home gymmers like when they were commercial they're like i had no idea what what kind of bar i was using what rack i was using and that's how i always was and like now that i have my own stuff if i visit a commercial gym i'm always like what kind of rack is that over there What kind of style they use it and it's like (laughs) nothing i would have thought of before you know you you start building out your own space it's just interesting to hear yeah i
1: feel like it's it is really cool because it's like I don't know it's your own customizable space and it's like similar to like I just bought a Tacoma this year and I'm starting to like mod it out a little bit and now I've like I was never a truck dude I was never looking around at other cars and now I'm like what, what is he riding what is he riding so I'm sure it's like the same thing where it's like we all have skin in the game now so now we all want to know what everyone else yeah, has yeah.
2: all right let's move on I'm curious to hear Jake's guess on this one um so how many barbells do you own The possible answers were zero, one, two to three, and then more than four. So, Jake, how many percent do you think own zero? I'm going to
1: say 21 percent.
2: He's got a
0: good grasp of the crowd there. Maybe
2: because I, the way I phrased it. Yeah, yeah. So, about about a – exactly a third um are 0 to 1 we've got 45% 2 to 3 and then 22% four or more and then just a quick comparison to last year those that own multiple barbells is up 11% so it went from something like 60 to to 66 in the and uh so two-thirds, yeah. Do
1: specialty bars get counted in this?
2: See, I had a few people reach out and say, ask that question, so maybe I need to specify. But I think yes. I I I was hoping people...
1: Cool. I was actually going to guess two to three would be the most. You know, it's funny because I don't even own a home gym, and I own a barbell. (laughs) What kind of barbell? I I literally have no weights. I I have a I have a power bar because I was I was prepping for a meet this past fall, and I was going to a gym that just like dude, their bars were like noodles. They were all bent, and I was like, I'm just gonna buy a barbell. So I just bought my barbell, like brought it to the gym, locked it up. It was just that guy who everybody knew is like oh you're the guy with that barbell and i was like yeah the one that's sharp and will cut you don't touch it please
0: you know i was i was watching um it, it was probably barstool sports or something and they uh, they had a, a video of some kid like going to the gym with a barbell and the girl's like you know they got bars there right and in my head i was like no that kid's smart <laughs> he brought his nice barbell he didn't want to play with those junk they were making fun of him i didn't think it was that funny wrong crowd. yeah wrong
1: crowd. There's, you could just you could just assume that those folks don't train hard enough. That's yeah. it. You're laughing because you don't understand. You don't have 400 pounds in your back to where it matters.
2: Right. And yeah, just to add on to it, this is a really good question that will be interesting to see. With knowing that a lot of these people answering the survey questions continue to answer year by year, how many are going to have four or more by the end of this year, or how many are going to have multiple next year? So. It'll be interesting there's also like more people are steadily learning the value of having a specialty bar or some or like just it's the education is slowly but surely catching up to even the normal home gym owner. so uh, whereas like, maybe five or six years ago if your typical home gym owner saw somebody with a specialty bar they'd be confused. but I think people are starting to realize the benefits that they can have. And the prices are going down. You can you can get a relatively good specialty bar from even somewhere like Titan for a couple hundred bucks. So, anyways, um, let's move on to will you do an organized race or lifting competition this year? And this comes after me, Adam and I signed up for a 50-miler uh, run in October. Uh, yeah, buddy. October. So, to the results, um, 32% plan on it, which is kind of similar to what we've seen from years past as well.
1: Very cool. Where's your guys' 50 miler at? Doing the
0: Indiana 100. It's like in Albion, Indiana. Nice.
1: It's in the middle of Indiana.
0: That shocked me where it was. We...
2: It's Yeah. It's in a place. I'm from Indiana. Well, it's just and north it's of Fort, Fort Wayne. I've and like
0: I know that area. I didn't, I didn't know there was anything there, but. There's a hundred mile race there, so we're gonna show up and uh, run two yeah. big circles. Uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna um, jump off the air and then ask uh, you, Jake, what kind of shoe we should be wearing? Cause it's a trail, and my trail shoes have a huge toe box, and it I'm just slamming my feet into the front of it. It's painful, so I need a new trail shoe. What do you, what, do you what are you wearing right uh, now? It's a Nike Trail. It's really uh, <laughs> I just really like the colorways on it. <laughs> it's a uh, Nike Trail okay. Wild Horse. But yeah, just like this huge toe box and like, man, yeah. my toes are just getting wrecked.
1: We just had a wild horse review actually just go up alive live on this site. I'd say a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, it would depend on the type of terrain and everything else. But once you get an idea of like the terrain, you're going to be tackling. And then also just, if you let me know, after, like we can even do this after the podcast, cause I don't want to dive into this right now, but let me know, like the width you like and stuff. And we can go through a couple different, really solid brands to look into. you. Yeah. Sounds good.
2: All right. <laughs> Last question is the level of interest in the Rogue Echo Bike. So high, medium, low, I don't know what that is. So quite a bit more interest in the Echo Bike than the Scout Hyper we mentioned above. But 30% say high, 30% say medium, 36% say low, and then 3% don't know what that is. This is something we asked as well, back in July of 2021. And the overall interest is definitely lower. Uh, so for example, the um, in July, 36% voted high compared to 30 now. And then 32% said medium compared to 30 now. So seeing a little bit of a drop there, that could be simply a change in the audience or it just could be it's not quite as new or cool that and
0: like um hmm. you know a lot of people it became a super popular home gym cardio piece of equipment a lot of people added it to their uh to their space i wonder how you would vote for it if like you didn't have it and it's really high i want to get it you get it in your space and you vote again where where are you going to vote you know um that'd be interesting to know like how that affects it because like so many echo bikes are out there now um
2: yeah i i think the the heart of the question is still even if you own it what's your level of interest yeah that makes sense so so i do get a couple people saying i already own it you know which i think kind of throws it off but i i think it's like you're still able to get a sense of how many people are interested in it which is a, quite a bit and then how is it changing over time it's not perfect yeah well, not i mean that's all these just are perfect, like
0: but. the platform we're dealing with if instagram had like two more choices would have been ready to roll
2: and that's that's the, the so last that means question.
0: we're going to